and welcome to Time Talks. I'm your host, Sarvanaz. I've just joined the Time Talks team, and just like Bob Elchi, I'll be hosting podcasts with exciting and interesting guests. Today, we have Iliad Alim, a modern-day nomad who has hitchhiked his way from the Netherlands across Europe, Asia, and eventually to Australia, where he joins us from. He shares his most interesting experiences in his travels and the many benefits of hitchhiking as a travel method. Okay, um, so just for everyone out there, can you introduce yourself and let them know what you've been doing for the past two years? Um, yeah, uh, my name is Iliar and I'm from Netherlands and I was born in Maitau, which is uh, East Turkestan. And I've been traveling for two years now about like I did uh, hitchhiking only. So there's like Transportation should be all like free, like no cost, and uh, it's only by land, uh, like as much as possible from Amsterdam until Tokyo. And after Tokyo, I traveled to Australia. Now I'm in uh, Australia. So basically, I travel, travel uh, all the countries only by land, hitchhiking, staying outside, or uh, staying with locals, with a very low budget. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, so from Netherlands, where did you go first for traveling when you start traveling? The first stop was Germany, Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. After Germany, I went to uh, like all the Europe, like Switzerland, Italy, uh, Slovenia, Slovakia, and Budapest, all Europe after Europe, and then Turkey, Georgia. Armenia, and then uh, Iran, Dubai, India, Nepal, then Southeast Asia, like all the Thailand, blah, 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 and then Korea, Japan. Then after Japan, I had to go to Australia with flight. So I took flight. I had no choice. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, other than from Australia, you only hitchhiked. You did not take any flights or anything. Uh, I did took one time because of the situation that I cannot go into China. Mm-hmm. And I took uh, one time from China to South Korea. There was like no possibility I can go from uh, Vietnam till uh, South Korea by land. So, yeah. But other than that, I take like uh, ferries as well. I took a ferry from Iran to Dubai and um, South Korea to Japan. Which is, I will try to work in my previous country, like in Iran or in South Korea, to like uh, earn that uh, money for a ticket. So it's still basically for me that I didn't spend any of my own money for the travel. Oh, okay. So you worked a bit in some of the countries that you traveled to, and from that money you used um, for future traveling. Yeah. So basically didn't spend too much except the food. Yeah. Food is the only problem usually. So what was it like just hitchhiking randomly? Like were you ever like worried on some terms? Were you ever Uh Yeah, uh how do I say? Like I have to start from beginning. Like 
yeah how this hitchhiking was came to my mind like i had no idea about this like i knew this this method was existed but i never tried it myself or or like i have never been with someone who hitchhiked before so i just knew this method exists and then i watched some youtube videos people were traveling with the hitchhiking so i was like yeah if they can do it i probably can do it let's try and it was really stressful like i didn't know how to do it or who will pick me up it's it's just so frustrating at the start i still remember my first day i just like walk out of my house five in the morning and then like walk to the road and start hitchhiking i was like shy like covering my face i was still thinking what other people on the road might think of me like when i'm hitchhiking so i was still shy very stressful and then after my first week i arrived in germany it was successful like i waited like 15 minutes actually and then after first week second week i started getting used to it and there was few times even like after first months like i waited more than three hours i get like oh nobody's gonna pick me up it's like useless it's helpless like i was almost giving up but there's always some car will stop for you and that's that is like what i like there will be someone is gonna stop in the end no matter what wherever you are so that's like motivation who will stop today and i don't know it's like totally random people so that's like excitement it became kind of excitement and enjoyment in the end so for now i just like i think hitchhiking is the coolest way to travel because you will meet just random people and the it's not about travel but it's about the experience in the between the people who you met will give you a story that you will not experience if you travel with a flight you will stay in a hotel you will go to tourist attractions that's it same as everyone else but if you hitchhike then you will go to like locals house they will bring you to the another parties like you will meet their parents like you'll see all different things that most of the tourists will miss and yeah that's it's just best way to travel in my opinion if i travel again i will do the same you were cutting off the entire time but i didn't say anything because i knew it was going to be recording perfectly fine yeah i heard you say like it's like a great travel and not only that like you get to make friends you get to understand people's stories meet their family it's just a good way to uh, meet people as well so when it comes to traveling you said that um hitchhiking is probably the best method because like you said you get to meet different people and you get to experience different people's lives and stories so what's your favorite story when it comes to hitchhiking like what was your favorite like experience that you've had i don't know it's hard very hard to pick yeah it's most everyone like it's there's like a sad one there's like very uh, surprising ones and and yeah it's just all different people i i get to know like their their feelings their uh, uh culture and yeah i like to like also examine the people who pick me up why this guy picked me up or girl 
and uh, because they're nice or because like maybe I'm doing something they like while I was hitchhiking or they're just bored because of the long trip and they pick me up. There's always different reasons for people. Like I can give you some examples. Like in in Switzerland, there was one guy who picked me up who was living in Italy and... I don't know, he was a homosexual and like he was so nice to me and he gave me like, like when we arrived at his house, he gave me pasta. He cooked the best pasta I could ever imagine. Like we talk, we talk and then I realized he was like actually like interested on me. I was like, no man, come on, don't do it. And then like, it was really awkward. So like there is some weird stories and there's really nice stories like in uh, Iran, there was a truck driver picked me up, and then like the whole road we talk, he bought me like uh, grapefruit, and yeah, we talked. He took me to his house, and then I stayed with him like uh, three days, and he took me around the cities every day, and like the day that I was leaving, he was asking me like, how like, how are you going to the next city? I told him I'm gonna hitchhike. But he doesn't understand what is hitchhiking. But he picked me up before. But he doesn't understand what is hitchhiking. I tried to like tell him hitchhiking is like I stay on the road, the car will stop, and I go for free. But he told me like, oh, do you do you need taxi? Like my friend is a good taxi driver. You don't need to pay. I will pay for you. I said no, no, no. I don't need like I don't need you to pay for me. And then he was like, okay, okay. So you go. Do you need bus? I said, no, no, no. Don't worry. I will go out. I'll hitchhike by myself. But he was like really trying to hand me a money, which is like around 100 or $150. That is his a month's salary for him. Wow. We just met like three days. He already helped me out. And then he trying to give me money to help me travel. But I was... Yeah, I didn't take the money, but I was like really touched with what he was trying to do. It's just like people are so nice. If you travel wherever you are, it's just people are people take great pride to show you their country, their home to uh, foreigners. So they will be like super nice and hospitable for you. Yeah, it's just like wonderful. I, I will definitely go back to countries that I visited. That sounds amazing. I mean, for a guy that just met you to be giving you his month's salary, that really shows what kind of person they are. And I can see that you've had very funny stories along with very touching experiences. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, I don't know which one to tell you, but there was like, Hitchhiking, I, I hitchhiked ambulance, I hitchhiked um, military car. There ambulance? Was a, yeah, ambulance. There was an ambulance car stopped for me and picked me to the next city. And I, I hitchhiked a military car, I, like a truck stopped, and they asked me, where are you going? It was in Turkey. I said, I'm going to Antalya. And they were like, mm, we're going to Antalya too. And come in. And I... I jumped into the like back side of the truck and I saw like two row of soldiers holding like rifles. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I sat with the soldiers together and then like two hours ride 
they dropped me when uh, we arrived in Antalya. Yeah, that must have been uh, that that must have been kind of terrifying at the same time to get into a car full of soldiers with rifles. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they were trying to they were trying to make uh, fun of me as well because they knew I was like a little bit scared and they were like, "Oh, what are you doing? Are you a spy?" and then like uh where's your passport but i know like they were joking because they were laughing it was fun i was scared <laughs> they were enjoying yeah they were enjoying scaring you that's nice that's nice to have such um meaningful experiences such as the one you had in iran and funny ones like the one with the italian man and the ambulance um so when it comes to, uh since you've been traveling for about two years you said right more than two years i think what motivated you or what inspired you to start traveling uh what inspired me to travel travel is like uh how do i say it's everyone's dream right like mm-hmm. i have been when i was hitchhiking i just like randomly asked for people like uh, what's your regret blah blah and they always tell me like that I didn't travel enough. That's my biggest regret. Or if they're young, they will tell me, man, I want to travel like you one day. I'm sure I will do it. That's the two things I will hear. Old people, uh, I'm, I'm so sad because I didn't travel as much as you do. Young people pick me up and they will say, yeah, I will definitely travel like you. I, I really love what you're doing. But in the end, they will all both end up not doing it. So what pushed me at the start was I knew I was like, I wanted to do it. This was my dream. But I also knew I was like mentally weak enough. I will give up in the middle. So what I did to prevent that to not happening, I just told my work, okay, I'm quitting uh, after six months. I signed the contract. I told my uh, apartment renting, I I gave them the date. This day, I will give you the key back. So, And then I start selling everything at my home. Like everything is sold out. I, I, I gave my clothes to my friend's house. So when after six months that day arrived, I had nothing left at house. I had to give my key back. So like I pushed myself to do it. Because I knew I would give up. Because I was in my comfort zone for really long. It's really hard to leave. And the people who want to travel like me, the hardest part of the traveling is not the during the travel you sleep outside. It's not that part, but the starting part. When you make your decision that you decide to do this, that is the hardest part of this travel. Once you get over with it, everything goes smooth you will like it yeah you will have the best time of your life yeah so to, so to ensure that you don't back out of traveling you sold all your items and you quit your job so there was no turning back is that correct yeah yeah so basically like the backpack i have is everything i have in my life i don't have anything back in netherlands so i don't have a mind of like i have to like think about something back home so I can just go with wherever I want. Mm. There's nothing keep holding you back. No, definitely not. Yeah, that's a good strategy. Strategy. 
Um, okay, well, so now that COVID has been occurring for the past few months, has that affected um, your traveling? Or were you just planning on staying in where you are right now? Oh, definitely did. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It put me. I think the hardest part of my travel because I was farming at the start in Australia, Queensland, and then I I came to Melbourne for restaurant work to earn some money, and then I could go to South America for traveling, and then. And then, yeah, like I was working in a restaurant, the pandemic happened, all the restaurants closed, and I had to stay in my hostel. All the international flights are canceled, we're stuck. And then the Australian Prime Minister said like, oh, I'm sorry, working holiday visa play, uh, uh, people, you have to, like, you don't get government benefit, even though you pay tax, anything like, but still like this, the... The support from government is not for the foreigners, first Australians, and then they will maybe think about the visa holders. So I was just stuck here without any like financial income. Oh no! But I tried to use my previous saving to survive, and hopefully this month I will get my work back and then start hard work a little bit, few months, and save money. And I will see if I have enough to go further traveling, or if I don't have enough, I might going back to Netherlands and then might plan my second trip. So this trip might going to be end. I hope it doesn't. I will try my best. Oh, so were you planning to um travel again, like around this time, or were your plans to still stay? Like when I travel, when I started. My plan was just go as far as possible. I even told my friends like, yeah, I'm going to Turkey just for three months and I will come back after three months. Everyone knew that that was my plan. But my my mind, myself, like I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Himalaya. But I don't know if it's possible. It's just like it was, I don't know how hard it will be because I have never done it. So I was like, okay, let me try first till Turkey, Istanbul, and then see what's, what will happen. So I tried. I went to Turkey in one and a half months. It was best. It was like hitchhiking was not as hard as possible, like I thought. And when I arrived in Turkey, it's like, oh, man, this is easy. I'm going to Himalaya next. And then I just keep traveling to Himalaya. I went to Nepal, traveled India, and then... Then I still realized, man, I I saved up very a lot. Like I I slept outside, I camping, I sleep on the like people. Like there is an app called Couchsurfing, you can stay for free. And so in like with the hitchhiking as well, I saved up a lot of money. So I was like, yeah, going to Japan is also visible. So I was like, okay, let me try going to Japan after Nepal, and then I just keep going to like Myanmar. Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore. After that, South Korea, Japan, I arrived. I was like, okay, maybe it's time to go back. But deep inside of me, I was like, man, you have to keep going. If you go back, you will just keep, you're going to stuck in your uh, safe zone again. You will never do this again. So I was like kind of addicted to travel. And I had like my last few hundred bucks. 
So I bought Australian visa. I bought Australian ticket. That's it. I went to Australia. It was just one day decision. And when I arrived in Australia, I was like, okay, I'm going to South America. I really want to see like Bolivia. That was my plan. I will work here, save money and go to South America and then going back to Netherlands. So now I'm stuck in Australia. I don't know how it will play out. I will see in like upcoming few months. Maybe I will change my mind. Maybe I will go to Mongolia. So there's like not really a plan. Just I will see what I have and what is possible. Just seeing how it goes. Yeah. So you've talked about the different countries that you've been to, like Iran, Japan. Uh, him, you've been to Turkey, the Himalayas, and now you're in Australia. So. What would you say, like, which country gave you the best experience and, like, or which country was your favorite and what are your best experiences or your favorite experiences? Uh, mm, well, if you can't choose, like, one of them or what you think. Yeah, I will, I will yeah. just, yeah, like, I would say all the countries are best, like, really good. You always meet the good, good people. And there was few countries, like, I was, like, really, like, this is enough. I don't like it. I'm leaving. It's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in Armenia, and, like, people tried to scam me. So I was like, oh, man, I'm leaving this country. Like, it was just instant choice. I had, a uh, like, a crossroad. One road was going to Iran, and another one was going, like, other part of Armenia. So I was planning to go to Armenia that day. I took a breakfast in a local restaurant and then the restaurant like charged me for a ketchup the same price as like i don't know like a pack of cigarettes in that local uh, country so that means oh wow like in, in in any other country the ketchup is not gonna be cost as much as the i think package of cigarettes so i think i felt like okay i, I think i got uh, scammed by this i was like i was like I was trying to tell her, like, like you took my money. It's not, like, I was trying to argue, but she don't understand English. And I'm tired of this country. I'm leaving. So I just, like, start changing my mind that day. Yeah, I'm just, like, kind of emotional man sometimes. And I, I just start traveling to Iran, and I arrived in the, in the night to Iran. That's it. Some country, I just leave, like, instant. And uh, some countries, I stay for, like, as long as possible till my visa expired. Yeah, uh, best countries, I would say I like Iran, I like Nepal, and 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 uh, Australia was really nice too. But I like I like the Australia, like the central Australia, and like a little bit uh, remote part of Australia, not the cities. Like you, you tend to prefer like the countryside compared to the city. Uh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because the city part I can experience it in anywhere like like the Hague that where I stay, where I live is basically the same. There's uh, shops, there's um I don't know, like cars, everything is exactly the, like slightly different but still the same construction, the system, how it works. So, I'm not very interested. Yeah, I like some cities to go like tourist attractions there's some places that i would like to go like for example taj mahal i wanted to see i and uh yeah like venice uh, milan 
those cities I just stayed in one day. I saw the like the best part of the city and left. That's it. But yeah, in Iran there was like remote places. I stayed for a week. There was a there was an old man in uh, Iran. I was hiking in a mountain, and there was an old man dragging a branch of like a tree. He wanted to like make a fire. I don't know, but he was really old and weak. Couldn't drag that much branch, so he was really slow walking. And I was walking with my backpack slow as well, but. I tried to go quick, but I cannot pass him. I was trying to walk slow, but he's still slow, so I can't ignore him. I like I had to help him. I was like, okay, I will grab the branch for him and I'll help him. I went, I helped him to bring it to his house, and then he invited me to tea. He asked me like, oh, where are you from? Blah blah. After that, he invited me to stay at his home, and it was really lovely place that like he had a horse. He had a cat, chicken, and uh, a goat, a lamb, every animal. Like it's like a zoo. So I really wanted to stay there, and yeah, and I stayed for a week. And they were, they were like, I don't know. It's like my grandparents. Mm. I felt like it was my grandparents, and and then when I left, they were crying, and I was crying. Oh, no. so it's just one week of experience living together. And yeah, it was so emotional. Like, I felt so bad that leaving them behind, even though I'm traveling. And I knew I was gonna leave. Like, it's just, yeah. The leaving the people that you just met is also hard during travel. It's, it's hard. I see. Yeah. I don't know. In India, also, a lot of things happened. Like, India is a nice country, I would say. But it's like mind blowing. Every every day you go out, it's just mind blowing. These things happening in India, you'll be like, "What? Why is this happening? It's just so amazing." What sorts of things? Uh, like you see, like people uh, laying down on the ground, like they're like they look like dead. I was like, I saw a dead. Like I was walking in the street, I saw a guy. Like his position of sleeping was definitely not like normal. It looked like more a dead people just fell down from somewhere. I was like, oh, shit, this guy is dead. How, what should I do? I, I, I went, like, really close to him trying to, like, check if he's dead or not. And then when I get close, I touched him. Hey, hey. And then he moved. I was like, thank God he's not dead. I left. It's just, like, every day you see, like, weird things. And, yeah, and then there's a guy who just walked into my restaurant and grabbed my bottle of water. He drink, and then he just leave it there and walk out of the restaurant. It's just you don't know why why this guy just come in and drink my water and leaving. I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. You, I feel like you get to see how some certain things for you might be like unaccept, like not unacceptable, but weird. Yeah, you you get culture shock. We don't do this, but then you see how an uh, entire nation does the same exact thing, and you realize yeah. that although one thing might seem unacceptable to you, for them it's you know acceptable or it's like a common thing to do. Definitely, yeah, I agree on that. But so you said you went to like Iran and India, and so how did you communicate with these people? Like you said, how when you went to Iran, you met a uh, old family. <laughs> Body language, I think. Body language. Yeah, because, no, like. Definitely in Iran, 
there's some people who can speak English. I did. I met those people. But there will be a moment that my Iranian is better than their English or my Indian is better than their English. It's just like they know nothing about English. So it's kind of after you travel for a few months, you start to getting like PhD of body language. You know what people trying to say. And you know, yeah, you will just understand even you don't know that language. It's just like instantly. I don't know how, but just understand what they're saying. But they will not understand you. That's the problem. It's like one-way communication. I understand. Like if they want to show me some place, I understand. If they want me to do that, do this, I understand what they're trying to say. I don't know how, but I do understand. But when I speak, when I try to explain them something, it's really hard. I have to use Google most of the time. But that's amazing to think, like, even with the language barrier, you were able to create such great um, relationships with the people that you've met there. I think it's it's just, like, guessing. Like, most of the... Like, I will know what they're trying to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I just hitchhiked, and one guy, he looked at me, and was like, he will say something in, let's say, uh, Persian. Mm-hmm. I know, okay, he asked my name. And then I say my name. It's correct. I guessed it correct. Mm. Second thing, he will ask me something, but I don't know what he's saying, but I know the second one is he asked me where I am from. And I instantly say where I'm from. It's just like, I know most of the people what they're going to ask in that situation. That's that's like how I guess, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you mean because it's, it's a position where like a lot of people would ask the sim- similar questions like, oh, what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. That's that's pretty cool to think about how you might not understand someone, but you still end up understanding them, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just guessing. So you said uh, you did hiking. Is that right? Yeah, I did a lot of hiking. So I was tired of hiking at one point. <laughs> So I'm guessing you saw a lot of like nature and yeah. So yeah, I did multiple hikes, which is in Turkey. I did um, like 250 kilometers till 300 kilometers, like only walking in the mountains. That was like hardest hike I ever done. It was so hot. I only walk, walk, walk. That's it. Every day walking in a mountain. Yeah, I was, I was broke. That was like hardest challenge I ever did like physical challenge in my life yeah during these hikes like did you ever encounter like wild animals or oh yes i did (laughs) uh like uh, in turkey i was sleeping outside there was a one french guy i traveled with and he didn't have the tent i didn't have tent so we we just slept outside in like a football field you know there's like this uh, stairs that you like people usually sit and watch the game so we slept on mm-hmm. those football like stairs seats and then in the middle of the night he woke me up Ilya, Ilya. and then i was like i woke up and i saw like huge shadow in front of me with like four legs i was like oh this dog is like huge it's like i don't know how it's like a cow it's even bigger than cow shadow but it, i thought it was a dog in the night i was like and then I just like slowly wake up. I look closer and I see the legs were really short and the, the voice was like like uh, like a pig. 
And then I realized it's a boar, the wild boar. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, shit, we're going to die. If he if he's going to charge to me, I will just instantly going to die. I was like praying, like, please go away, please go away. And yeah, luckily he went away and we didn't sleep the whole night. That was the one. Uh, I had another time like uh, camping in Australia. And there was one animal, I don't know what, but it was just like touching my tents. I still don't know what it is, but I knew there was something outside of my tent trying to, I don't know, smelling my tent or trying to eat something that I had. Yeah, but not too much. I'm more afraid of people when I when I camp. You're more afraid of people? Why is that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate people who wakes me up in the morning. Oh. <laughs> and... Uh, like most of the time I usually like sleep in like parks like in Thailand like in a city middle of the night you have nowhere or no one you can stay in the night so you just have to go to the like parks and pitch my uh, tent I sleep but in the morning there's like some guards or someone just came and was like hey man you can't park you can't like tent here sleep here that's the most thing I hate <laughs> getting woken up yeah, too early. It's like ruined my day. <laughs> I, I get that. I understand what you mean. Like you're just trying to sleep. You'd rather have a wild boar be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the first I'm hearing that. Yeah, I slept like one time I was sleeping in uh, Thailand. It was really night in the night. Uh, I think that was like weirdest. Like I'm very shy people. Like guys, like I can't show my bad part to the people. Mm-hmm. And and then I in the night I like I was trying to find a nice place to sleep I couldn't find I found only one like chair bench that was in the night it looked like very empty street nobody is here so I can sleep and tomorrow morning I'm leaving so I put my backpack and I just like slept on the bench and I overslept I woke up middle of the like afternoon. And then it was so loud. Everyone was walking around next to me. It was like busiest street in the city, like all food vendors next to me. And I just turned around. I was sleeping the like backside. I turned around, opened my eyes. I saw everyone is there. I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Anyway, I already slept here. Everyone saw me. I just turned it back in. I keep sleeping. <laughs> it was like really weird experience. I was like, You'd given up by that point. You're like, everyone saw me. It's fine. Yeah, I gave up. It's like... Um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. All because they're never going to see you again. Like, you won't... You don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. That That's the good part of this travel. Because, like, back in home, in your li- normal life, you have to wear, like, a mask. Like, everyone has their own personality. You show different side of yourself to your friend. You're different at work. You're different at school. So you're constantly changing kind of... Maybe you don't want to admit. People don't want to admit, like, I'm always myself, blah, blah, blah. But there is, const- like, in your consciousness, you will behave what the people will like from you, would like to see from you. So we always have a mask. So when I travel, the good part is I don't have to worry about it. Like, I just be myself because the guy I saw will never see me again. So you just don't have to be worried. Just sleep outside. Don't care. 
Yeah, that's like ultimate freedom for me. It's, it's the one chance that you get to be unapologetically who you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you don't have to worry about. But uh, like I've seen some travelers like they don't behave like like you are in foreign country. You have to show respect to their culture, mm-hmm. and you have to be uh, like gratitude towards it. You have to be grateful about it. Some travelers like like don't respect the rules. I hate those people. It's like, yeah, you have to respect their religion, their uh, like life, like style of living. If you do that, then you gain the respect back from them. Then you see they will show you more. Yeah, it was like some some travelers I met. They like really irritates me a bit. Like, yeah, you have to be like at least behave a little bit, but. It's better than back home. You, you can be still be free. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, um, like respect goes both ways, right? You want the people there to respect you and help you out, uh, but at the same time, you also have to respect their culture, their land, and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so what do you do? You think like in five to ten years you'll still be traveling, or do you think you'll be done with this and? We're moving on to a different part of life. The thing is, I don't think about that. Because if I think about that, that means I would never travel like this. If I have always worried about the future, then like I couldn't make this decision like, oh, I'm going to travel. This is like you have to make a little bit of sacrifice for, to do this. You have to like don't worry too much about the things and then make the decision. So... If I still keep worrying about like what I'm gonna do the next few years, I think I will not enjoy what I'm doing right now, the current the time. But I do have like little bit of yeah like view, but it's not like plan exactly. It's just I just wanna go back, settle somewhere, earn some money, and then. Next time maybe I'll travel by a van. I wanna build my own van. Like uh, I have my bed inside, maybe solar panel, uh, kitchen. Yeah, that's like I saw many, like a lot of like van travelers. They picked me up. I really admire and jealous about how they travel because they have their own uh, private room. You know. Mm. I want to try that type of travel too next time. Do you think you'll stop once you travel the entire world, or do you think you'll just keep going? Oh, there's no way I will finish entire world. Never. There's too ever. much to see. Like, let's say I've been to I've been to India, I've been to Iran, but I've never been to all part of India or all part of India, Iran. I know like where I've been. Even though I go to sec- the same city, same street, second time, there's different people will pick me up. Different story will happen. I see, I see. It's not about location. It's about uh, the people who I met and. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's not about the place. It's about experience, what you learn. But I don't know what I learned, but I think I know I learned something during this travel, but I don't know what I learned. It's just you grow up. Yeah, I don't, yeah it's not like a textbook kind of learning. Like exactly, yeah. you memorize something, right? <laughs> it's just something within you that changes. That sounds really deep to say. But um, also, do you have anything that you would like to say to... Um, people who are listening today any tips or advices that you can think 
of for future travelers or anyone that plans to travel? Uh, I would say if you're not happy about your life right now, if you're not happy about what you're doing, the working, you should you should consider start thinking about a little bit change. It doesn't have to be necessarily a travel. You, have, you change your career. Just give a fresh start for yourself. And uh, like traveling like myself, it's not like a fashionable thing that everybody desires to do. It's just, it's personal choice. It's when you want to do it, then you will really enjoy it. Otherwise, don't do it as, oh, this guy did it. I want to do it as well. Not like that. It's it's It has to come from your heart. And the starting part is really hard. If you want to travel, you decide. And don't ask too much advice from your friends, your family, because they will all, always discourage you. It's, they say, oh, it's dangerous. Don't do that. You have to think about this. It's just like always there is some reason, problem will stop you from this. You have to trust yourself and don't ask too much from your parents or friends. Just do it. And yeah, don't waste your time. Maybe I'm wasting my time traveling, but I, I will never regret what I'm doing right now. It's the best part of my life. Yeah, just, I don't know. Just go out and have fun. Enjoy your life. You never know when you're going to die. My my favorite quote is, like, you probably know, it's Uyghur quote. It's not a quote, actually. It says, That's, like, best thing I ever know. That's how you have to live yeah, you're right. your life. Yeah, I've heard that saying a lot, especially with my parents. Every time I get worried over something. Yeah, exactly. But I never thought about it so like deeply. It's correct. It's just like, you're going to die anyway, man. It's just just enjoy what you're doing. Don't think about too much about other people's opinion. Yeah, they will always stop you what you're doing. They're always going to build you the people they want to see who you should be. It's not what you want to be, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is... Like, it's, it's very overused. Like, a lot of people say that, oh, don't care. Like, you know, it's fine. It's your life. But although it's overused, it's very true as well. Because, like you said, John, right? Yeah, it's, it's just my favorite quote. It's, every day I'm telling that. Probably that's, that's the reason I'm traveling. Oh, that, for that quote. That's amazing. That's cool. That's good to know that what you're inspired by. That's nice. Um, well, okay. Well, that was great. Um where can uh, our listeners reach out to you? Like a social media that you have that they could reach out to you because if you if they have any questions, um, specific questions for traveling, etc. Yeah, I have an Instagram called uh, Nomad slash Iliar. And yeah, you can always follow it. And there's like videos that I explain how I travel low budget, how you uh, hitchhike how you find a place to stay, how you uh, find a place to work in a foreign countries. So if you want to travel like this, you can always ask me. I have time. I will explain. Okay, that's great then. So and Instagram, you can follow me. Yes, okay. We'll, we'll probably have um, your Instagram in the description so they can follow you from there too. So that's great. Um, okay, I think we're good. 
<laughs> Thank you for having me. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. It's not dangerous. Traveling is like my last tips. Traveling is not dangerous. Um, yeah, the most hardest challenge is within you. You have to make the first decision. You have to start it. After that, everything is going to be fine. You have to follow your dream, especially this during this time, this COVID situation. Most of the people probably mm -hmm. have lost their work. They are struggling to live. So this might be a really good chance to, like, you can actually start trying to travel like this because before you couldn't leave your work you couldn't leave your school there was always something attachment for you but yeah you have to get out and uh, travel get out of your comfort zone yeah that's it <laughs> yeah do it enjoy okay that's awesome thanks for listening to time talks brought to you by time network Make sure you check out TarmNetwork.com for more information about the Tarm Network and Tarm Talks, as well as seminars, classes, and ways to meet other Uyghurs around the world. If you like, you can also subscribe to this podcast through any major podcast suppliers, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. <laughs>